0: It is the 1990s in the city of Belgrade in Serbia, and the city and the country are ruled by the despot Slobodan Milosevic. You might remember him. And so all of the radio stations in Belgrade are controlled by Milosevic's government, and all they talk about all the time are the government's plans for peace and prosperity. When, nothing could be, when it couldn't be further from the truth, except one radio station. There's one radio station, which is a pirate radio station, known as B-92. And B-92 is continually jammed by the government, but somehow they manage to rewire their signals and get their message out onto the bleakness of Belgrade's streets. People have to stand in their bathtubs and hold up an antenna to hear B92's words, but B92 is the only one who who presents an unbiased, actual account of what's happening around them. They present the reality of the war-torn, poverty-stricken state of this nation. Now, there are many DJs who work for this pirate radio station. One of them, known as DJ Flecca, is blind. And DJ Flecka said, I went blind so that I could see better. And he speaks truth onto the reality of the situation here in Belgrade. Another DJ calls out in the middle of the night, is anybody alive out there? Do you cower in fear and anger? Be alive. Be alive. Today we're going to hear Mary give us the same message in Luke 1. Do you cower in fear and anger? Is anybody alive out there? Be alive. Be alive, the prophet Mary says. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 1. We're going to be hearing Mary's famous song known in the church as the Magnificat. From the first line, my soul magnifies the Lord. If you'll join me in your Bible, the words will also be on the screens behind us. We're going to be in Luke 1, chap- or chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. Hear now God's word. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant, And sent the rich away empty. God has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the reading of God's word for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Like I said, Mary's song is a declaration. It's revolutionary. You see, in spite of all that is going on around her, Mary proclaims that God has acted decisively. God is on the move. God has enacted a new reign on earth. God has won a complete and total victory over evil, over the things that enslave human beings. Mary is a prophet. Mary is often called the first disciple of Jesus Christ because she is the first to hear God's word and then embody it. And live it out with her whole being. And when I hear Mary's song, I'm moved by her prose. It's beautiful. It's one of the most well-known hymns in the entire Bible. And I'm awestruck with the boldness of her words. She uses past tense verbs here, after all. This is a done deal in Mary's eyes. But yet I wonder... I'm still confused. How how can Mary be so bold, so confident? How can she say that, that God has brought down the powerful from their thrones when two thousand years later tyrants still have control? How can Mary say that God has filled the hungry with good things when every day I see people hungry? Not only for bread, but for hope, for healing? am i missing something here i'll check the verses one more time but i'm i'm pretty sure that's what mary says and yet the world around me seems to paint a different picture so i'm in awe but also perplexed and you know i don't think mary is naive or intentionally ignoring the pain that exists around her in her world Think about it, first century in Israel, in Judea, this is a land and a people that have been under the thumb of empire for roughly six centuries. Oppression, violence, poverty, these are all commonplace for Mary and her fellow Nazareans. And speaking of Nazareth, this isn't exactly a well-to-do town. By the the account of the New Testament, Nazareth is not a great place. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. And Mary is aware of all these things happening around her. She's aware of the, the oppressive rule of the Romans, of King Herod's tyrannical reign, of the poverty and the infant mortality and the disease that surrounds her and her people. And yet, in the midst of the darkness... Mary sings. Mary sings her song of of something having been done, of, of God taking charge, of God taking the throne for God's self, taking back creation and making it what it was always meant to be, a place of beauty, of peace, of justice, a place where God and creation can live side by side in total presence of each other. And so I wonder, what am I missing? Where am I not getting it? I think about Mary's vision. And I think about DJ Flecka's quote about sometimes how our physical eyesight can actually mislead us to the world that is all around us, to the reality that is unfolding before us. And I think about Mary and the kind of vision she had. Maybe that's where she got her confidence. Maybe that's where she received her inspiration. I think about Mary growing up and all of the stories she would have heard as a good Jewish girl, stories of the God of the Exodus, the God who intervened in Israel's slavery and set them free. I think about the stories Mary would have heard about God raising up judges to liberate the Israelites when they came under the oppression of foreign peoples. I think about Mary hearing these stories of God interceding on people's behalf when they were just about out of hope. And I wonder, does that have something to do with what's going on here? If you look at Luke 1, if you read Mary's song, you'll notice that most every word Mary speaks has a direct relationship with either a psalm Or with Hannah's song in 1 Samuel. Hannah, the mother of Samuel, who prayed to God to bear a child. And of course, God intervened. And Samuel was born and went on to do great things for the nation of Israel. You see, those memories, those stories, those words, they they form Mary's picture. They inspire Mary's faith in a God who does not abandon us but always comes to be with us in the mess. The God who comes and vanquishes the darkness and makes a way when there is no way. And yet Mary also knows that this God is capable of doing a new thing. Right? The song that Mary speaks of is not just about temporary or earthly freedom. God is doing something new. God is making good on the promises of old, promises that God made to Abraham way back in Genesis, promises that Israel will be a light to the nations, that, that Israel will be a blessing to the peoples of the earth. God is finally doing this. And so the the song that Mary sings is not specific to a particular area or group of people. It is cosmological. It involves the entire universe. God is doing a new thing. You see, Mary has that vision. She can see through the suffering around her and knows by faith that God is in control. God is unfolding a kingdom of heaven here on earth and is inviting people into this new chapter to be vessels, participants in the kingdoms building up. And so she sings. She sings defiantly in the face of the powers of hell. She sings to ridicule and mock evil. And I wonder if she is inviting us to sing as well. You see, Advent is a time in the church's life when we learn to sing again the song of victory. We, will, we learn to sing it again because, you see, throughout the year, we increasingly get weighed down by the burdens of life, by the sorrow we take upon ourselves, by, by the wounds we sustain in this world. And yet we get to Advent, and we read songs like Mary's, And we know this is what we are meant to do as the church. We take up this task. We sing defiantly. We give hope to a world that desperately needs to hear this good news that evil does not have the last say. But God is here. Emmanuel. God with us. God is here and God is coming again to culminate, to consummate this reign. And how do we learn to sing like Mary? Well, I think we take a couple of notes from her. We remember the stories of our faith. We, We hear these stories from Scripture again, and we tell them to each other repeatedly to remind each other, to inspire each other. When we can only see despair and darkness in front of us, we turn to our brothers and sisters, and we hear of a God who has not abandoned us to the sorrow We have hymns, we have liturgy, we say prayers together. When we have no words to speak because evil has taken away our voice, together we join in unison and we lift those prayers. We sing those songs. We have the body of Christ, the church, to give us strength. When we can't take another step, we rely on a power that is not from our own selves. We turn to each other and we know that the Holy Spirit is present here in our midst. And we come here to be carried, to be pushed, to be encouraged. And we also come to this table. This is where Christ promises to meet us and to give his own self as heavenly food, food for the journey. And we gather around this table and we declare defiantly that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. This is a protest against the darkness, saying that evil has not won. This is what we do, friends. This is how we learn to sing again the songs that Mary teaches us to sing. And we do it over and over. We we ingrain them in our souls. This is how we are formed to be God's people in this world. And so when the darkness is too much, and we are overcome with despair, remember Mary. Remember the song she sings. Remember that in spite of her circumstances, this is what came out of her mouth. This is what she believed with every fiber in her being. And this is the message that is passed on to us today. And so I have this prayer for you. I hope you'll join me in an attitude of prayer. God, we confess that too often we are overcome with hopelessness, that we give in to the darkness. Inspire us by your Holy Spirit here in this place, to sing with the unshakable faith of Mary in the face of evil. Sustain us, God, by the body of Christ, both the church and the food we receive at the table, so we might continue in this journey until Christ comes again in glorious splendor to dispel the darkness, to vanquish the powers of hell for good. God, we cling to the promise that you have fulfilled your promise, that you are with us, that you have won. We pray this because we are a people who are alive, alive by your spirit, alive by the life that we find in Christ alone. We offer this together in the name of Jesus, the one who is coming and who is here. Amen.